Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Abrail Wilson Thrasher about her Wishes Collection wedding at the East Plaza Garden in the Magic Kingdom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this venue and how she planned everything, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Abrail. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World. Well, he had never been to Disney World before we met, and so that was one of our very first vacations that we ever took together. And he was a little unsure about it at first, but he came around and he started loving it just as much as me. I mean, he's really there for the roller coasters and the food, and I'm there for everything, but eventually... Two years later, he proposed to me in front of the castle a few weeks before Christmas. And so that was just kind of what sparked an interest in me to get married at Disney because he proposed in front of the castle. We originally kind of thought about getting married at the Georgia Aquarium because we live close to Atlanta. But then once I saw the Disney Fairy Tale Wedding TV show and that you could get married in Disney, I was like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But can we get everybody to travel there? So I started doing some research and I found out all the different packages and then I just kind of dove in headfirst from there. (laughs) Now, how did you guys decide that you wanted to use the East Plaza Garden inside the Magic Kingdom? Because it can be restrictive, like the park, it can be hard to get the park to approve a date that works for everybody. How did you choose that location? The castle has always played a very special role in my life. Um, My grandmother, who actually passed away seven years ago, she just loved everything about Cinderella, and that was her favorite movie, and she would just go around singing Cinderella songs all the time, and I actually played the piano when I was little and played Cinderella songs for her, and it was just her favorite part of Disney, and so I have always been so connected to the castle. And so that was a huge thing for me. It was sort of like, I don't want to make my guests travel that far unless we can get married there. I think the wedding pavilion is absolutely beautiful. But for me, it was just really important to get married in front of the castle. And luckily, we just, when I, the very first time I ever called them and told them my date, they called me back about two to three days later and told me that the date was available, which they said pretty much never happens. So I felt like it was just meant to be when they told me because the day that we got married was actually the last day that I was ever in front of the castle with my grandmother before she passed away. It was the day that me and Josh met, and now is the day that we got married. So November 30th is a very, very big role in my life. So, yeah. Wow. 
I know. It's like it was just meant to be. <laughs> so it sounds like your friends and family were probably not too surprised when you said you were getting married at Walt Disney World. Was that the general reaction? Yeah, I don't think there was anyone that was very shocked. There was a lot of questions, though. I do have to say for any future Disney brides, like it is very hard to get that many people to travel that far. We live in Rome, Georgia, which is about an hour from Atlanta. So it's about a nine hour drive to Orlando and almost a two hour flight. So that's a little bit of a sticker shock to everyone, you know, and, and Disney's not a cheap place to visit. So, I mean, I think there was just a lot of questions. So many people had never been there before. My friends and family do not love Disney the way that I do. So, I mean, some of them do, but the majority of them do not. They they think it's wonderful, and they pretty much experienced it for their first time when they were there at our wedding, and now they love it. But beforehand, when they did not really know anything about Disney, they were like, it cost what? And, oh, my gosh, we got to do what and this? And it was just like a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? So I want to say we invited around 125 people and we ended up having 85 people make the trip. So I was actually really surprised at the number of people that were able to travel so far. I felt so honored that that many people came that far to such an expensive place. Um, So I felt very lucky that that many people were willing to travel for us. That's great. You also added a brunch at the Tomorrowland Terrace inside the Magic Kingdom, and then you had a full reception later at the Grand Floridian Convention Center. Can you talk about choosing those locations? Yes. So I had always knew that I wanted to get married in the daytime. So it is an option to get married in front of the castle at nighttime, which I'm sure most people listening to this are well aware that those packages start at 180,000, which is like, whoa. So I thought a morning ceremony was going to be beautiful anyway. So we went with that in front of the castle and plus it was just more affordable. And while we were there viewing the location, I asked them, I was like, gosh, you know, it's such a shame that we're just going to get married here and it's only going to take about 30 minutes and then we're just going to leave. You know, I would really love to be able to enjoy the castle for a few extra minutes. Is it possible for my guests to just, can we maybe hang out like in the garden area and have like a little music playing and just maybe dance and have some hors d'oeuvres? And then they suggested that we have the brunch over at Tomorrowland Terrace, which ended up just being absolutely wonderful because we were just able to really stop and enjoy the castle. And right after we said, I do walk down the aisle took a few more photos, and then headed over to our brunch and got announced. They actually had the, I forget the name of the show. I want to say it's like fairy tale friendship show, you know, where Mickey and Minnie come out and introduce all their friends up on the stage of the castle. So we all got to watch that while we had breakfast, which was a really nice surprise because I was unaware that that was going to be going on at that time. And then right after that was a parade. So everyone got to watch a parade. And so the kids were having like an amazing time. Disney was just so sweet because they let all the kids or they let the parents take the kids over and like watch the parade. Because, you know, when you get married in the park in front of the castle, you don't necessarily have admission to the park. You're just there for the wedding. And then when everything is over, you get escorted back to your car. But they were really sweet. And they actually let some of the guests roam around and 
watch the parade and shop at some of the shops on Main Street. So it was just really sweet how Disney treated us through the whole process. That's wonderful. I, I know sometimes people balk at the idea of the morning ceremony in the Magic Kingdom because the park is open. And, you know, I remember the last time I interviewed a bride who got married in the East Plaza Garden, she said it felt like the ropes were keeping people really far away. When you were at the ceremony or doing your reception in Tomorrowland Terrace, did you feel like, you know, there were a lot of people kind of crowded up or looking at you or did it feel more private than it seems? It definitely feels more private than it seems. And as a bride in that moment, you are so in that moment. And I feel like you have so much adrenaline running and you don't really focus on everything around you. I can't really speak for my guests. I guess I should maybe ask some of my guests if they noticed the other park guests as they were coming in. When I was riding in the Cinderella's carriage, I actually got into the carriage over in front of the Haunted Mansion. And we rode all the way through the park in front of the castle and kind of swooped around. And they let me out at East Plaza Gardens. I want to say, if I had to count in my head, there was maybe only 100 people out and about just kind of roaming around. And the park is so big that 100 people just is like nothing almost. So, I mean, there were people waving and taking pictures of me and my dad riding in the carriage, which I thought was really sweet and actually made me feel special. I felt like a princess. And I mean, you know, they were like, good luck, congratulations. Everyone was really sweet and uplifting. So I actually liked it because it gave me like a little bit of confidence and just like they kind of got me pumped up almost and took my nerves away. So I actually liked that there was a few people at that moment. I don't like, however, how in some of the background of my photos, you can see people. But at the end of the day, I knew that there was going to be some people in the background, and it really didn't bother me in the moment, and that's all that matters. So, Got it. And then can you tell me a bit about the reception that you did later on at the Grand Floridian Convention Center? Yeah. We did our cocktail hour from 4 to 5, and then we did our reception from 5 to 9. And I don't even really know how to begin. It was so, it like all went by so fast for me. And we had so much going on at the reception. So for me, when I first got there, we went into a separate room. I don't know if a lot of people have seen the pictures or a couple of videos and pictures from my wedding already, but the dress that I actually, one of my dresses, I had four dresses that day. And then a fifth dress that I wore in an animal kingdom portrait session, completely separate. But, um, one of my dresses, it lit up. So we went into a separate room and we did this cool little video of me spinning with my dress lighting up. So that was super fun. And then my mom comes in and she's like, hey, we have a surprise for you. You know, everything is ready. We want to walk you and Josh next door and show you your surprise. So we were just really excited and confused because, you know, at this point, I thought I had known everything that was going on, but they said they had a surprise. So we walked in and a band that there I wouldn't say they're a local band they're a rock and roll cover band and they're really cool it's called the Velcro Pygmies we it was like one of our first dates that we went on and we've just really followed them for years and we just love them they're like family to us so they had surprised us and had them play for us at the reception so when we came in we got to kind of see them and hang out with them for a second and practice our first dance and then we had a very intricate first dance and it was a lot of choreography and we were super scared, but it was fun. And 
everything went pretty good. (laughs) But yeah, so for the reception, I actually decided to do all my own decorations, which a lot of brides cringe when they hear that. But it is actually my dream to work for Disney as a wedding planner. And I've already put in my resume and I'm working on that. I'm just waiting on a position to open up and fingers crossed then I'll get in there. So I just kind of wanted to do that because I had all these ideas in my head and I didn't actually set them up and decorate it myself just because Sarah, my wedding planner, told me that I couldn't come in the room because she wanted it to all be a surprise and she didn't want me to have to do any of the hard work, which was really sweet. But I designed it all and I, you know, decorated them in advance and took photos and then my family and friends went in and set it all up for me exactly how I had it planned out to be. So we did that, which was was a lot of work. And I don't know that I recommend that to anyone unless their dream is to be a wedding planner or something (laughs) along those lines. (laughs) But yeah, everything went wonderful. We had Lumiere come out and sing Be Our Guest as the food was paraded around. It's a sorbet and it like cleanses your palate in between the appetizer and your entree and we did the glass slippers that are actually it's an every single guest got an individual ice sculpture that looked like a glass slipper sitting on a pillow that had a raspberry sorbet on it so that was really cool and we played bippity boppity boo while those were paraded out and then pretty much our entertainment was the velcro pygmies playing and then we had the dj of course and lumiere oh we had the We had the really cool projection cake. That was probably one of my absolute favorite parts just because watching it change and everyone just couldn't stop watching the cake. It was so cool. (laughs) Did you pick the projections that they ran or add any special customized ones? I didn't do any customized ones just because to do the custom ones, it's like an extra $2,000. And for anyone that doesn't really know about that cake, that cake is not a cheap cake. And I learned my lesson the hard way. I initially chose that cake and I like that was one of my must haves to get married in Disney. I mean it was like I have to get married in front of the castle, pull up in the carriage and have the light up cake. Those mm-hmm. are the three like will not live without. So I thought that, that cake was gonna be around three thousand altogether, but that is not true. Which that is what I was told when I went to the Disney wedding show. They were like, yeah, it's $3,000, which is true for the cake and for like, so the cake is not a real cake. It's just, I'm not really sure what it's made out of, but you know, so the projections can shine on it clearly and they actually bring real cake out of the back. And then we added the, the glitter castle to the top, which cost another 500 and then you have to pay for the setup all around the cake and the projector, which is another $1,000. So altogether, that cake is collectively around $6,000. Wow. And then you have to pay for real cake? (laughs) Oh, yes. And then you had to pay for real cake, which is $200 per sheet cake. And we had to get like three or four of them because we had so many guests. So it was just crazy what we paid for a cake. I mean, it was worth it. But again, I mean, I mean, unless you just absolutely have to have that cake and you're not willing to live without it, I would probably just go with another cake. (laughs) I mean, I loved it and I don't regret it. I just think that that I just at the end of the pricing of the cake, I think was the most shocking price sticker to me was the cake. Wow. 
Do you have any cake flavors you recommend? Yeah, so we did just plain white cake with buttercream icing, which you can't go wrong with that. And plus, Disney has really yummy buttercream icing. And then we also did a chocolate cake with a peanut butter frosting, and that was really good as well. But we made sure we had two options just in case anyone had any peanut allergies and stuff like that. And plus, I mean, who doesn't just love white cake with buttercream icing? So. <laughs> and then do you have any menu items from your dinner or from your brunch that you recommend? Yes. So I loved everything about all of our food. And, you know, I have been to some weddings and been questionable about food or been like, oh, that was pretty good or not even really remembered the food. But I really wanted to make sure that everyone had a really good meal just because it was such a long day. And I felt like everyone needed good food because they were going to be so tired because the ceremony was so early so for brunch or well for breakfast really because that's mostly what it was oh my goodness like that breakfast was just so good and honestly the best thing that that we had it was almost like a hash brown casserole that had like cheese in it and that was just really good and the mickey waffles like all the guests loved the mickey waffles everyone was taking pictures holding their mickey waffles up and me and josh have a really cute picture of us like crossing our arms feeding each other mickey waffles so that was really cute too just in case any brides plan to use mickey waffles make sure you do that photo because that's one of my favorite ones <laughs> um and then uh, I, I didn't think that was gonna be one of my favorite pictures from our wedding but it is because it was just so cute and silly and then for our cocktail hour, we did like an Italian station where there was like a chef in there kind of tossing the pasta and serving it to him fresh, like as he made it. And I thought that was really cool, even though we didn't go to that and we didn't really get to, to experience that food. All of my guests were really talking about that on and on and how good that was. And then for our reception, we had a plated dinner. And we did a beer cheese soup with a pretzel roll to dip in it, which was really, really good. We had a cob salad, which was also the, the salad was probably the best part because I don't know what they do with that salad. And it, it was just so delicious and fresh tasting. And there is a ranch dressing. And Disney was so sweet about this. I love a very specific ranch dressing that is served at my mind just went blank. I want to say it's the Starlight Cafe right beside the castle. Cosmic Rice, that's it. Yes, Cosmic Rice. It is the garlic ranch dressing that they have on their bar that when you go up and get your own topping. I'm so in love with that ranch. And every time we go to Magic Kingdom, I have to eat there so I can have that ranch. So they were really sweet and I actually went to Cosmic Rice and got a huge thing of ranch and brought it over. And that's what they put on all the salads. <laughs> so I thought that was really sweet that they were willing to go all the way just to get me everything I wanted. And then we had like a Parmesan spinach stuffed chicken with some kind of sweet sauce and then just some vegetables and this really cool potato thing that I definitely recommend. It's almost like it was in the shape of a triangle and it had bacon and cheese in between the layers of deep fried potatoes. So it was almost like French fries, but mashed potatoes mixed with cheese and bacon. It was really good. So, yeah, definitely recommend that. That's amazing. <laughs> we did not have a tasting for our brunch because it was something that we kind of added after we did the tasting. 
And I kept changing the menu a bunch because originally we were going to get married at 10 o'clock in the morning and Magic Kingdom kept bumping the ceremony earlier, earlier, earlier. So when we did our tasting, I looked at a menu for lunch options and but not breakfast options. So we changed it to breakfast probably like the week before the actual wedding because they changed the time of my wedding like two weeks before my wedding. So that was also another hard thing was because the time kept changing. And I actually had a really sweet older couple that had flown all the way to Orlando for the wedding. And then they were unaware of the time change because they did not have Facebook. And I had, well, they had Facebook, but I just didn't check it periodically. And I had like a very big you know, had everyone that was coming to my wedding in a Facebook group so I could keep them updated, which I highly recommend because that is really good. But if you have any elderly people in there, then you might want to call them on the phone to tell them updates, especially if it's last minute, because the night before I had to message them and tell everyone that the bus was actually going to pick them up 45 minutes earlier than originally (sighs) stated on invitations. And everyone got that except them. So they didn't make it to the ceremony. And I felt horrible because no bus would go back and get them for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were really sweet about it and they were okay with it. They just enjoyed their day and then came to the reception that evening. But I felt horrible. So, Wow, that's a really good thing to know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you have any elderly people, just make sure you call them and because they don't just, they just don't do Facebook. You know, they just don't. They have it. They just don't get on it very often or they don't know how to work it very good. Okay, so can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran from start to finish and how you incorporated changing into four different dresses? So that was probably one of the hardest things. I definitely underestimated the dress changing. I model for a living and I'm used to changing very fast. However, I did not realize, well, I did realize how large and fluffy these dresses were, but I did not into consideration like the areas I was going to be changing into just because you don't know that until you're in the moment because probably the number one thing that did not go the way I thought it was going to go was I was told before the wedding that I was going to get to change inside of the Bippity Boppity Boutique in the castle from my first look dress into my actual white wedding dress. And I was so excited to have photos in there with me, my mom, and my bridesmaids. I think it's a beautiful location. I thought that there was approval. Well, whoever the castle manager was that morning, he decided that I was not allowed to do that. So they made me change inside of a closet that had rain boots and mud in it and we were not allowed to take pictures in there because it was part of a Disney training room for employees. So I actually have no photos of me putting on my real wedding dress, which is very upsetting. That was my number one thing that I disliked about my wedding and actually the only thing that I disliked about it. So yeah, just like advice for everyone, really make sure you know where you're going to change if you're going to change and really make sure your wedding planner gets that approved about a million times. Mm. <laughs> just because that was so, so upsetting. And I had like a little bit of a meltdown right then and there. But I quickly, my bridesmaids just teared me up and we got me in my dress and we just got out of that awful room and onto the ceremony. But yeah, so the morning started extremely early. Um, I had to wake up at 2 a.m. and 
the hair and makeup team came to my room. Goodness, let's see. I think I left my hotel room around 4.45 to head over to Magic Kingdom. We arrived around 5. They made me sit in my car for about 15 minutes just because camera crews and everything like that were still setting up. So then I got out of my car around 5.15 and went in. Then we did our first look in front of the castle. And then the carriage pulled up. We took pictures with the carriage, took pictures in front of the castle. Then we kind of took a bunch of pictures in that general little area. Then it was time for me to go change. So then I changed in that awful closet. (laughs) And uh, I don't even know what to call it. It was definitely a closet. Awful closet has a ring to it. Oh, gosh, it was awful. I mean, I I love Disney, and I don't ever want to bash them in any way, but that was just like, how could you ever expect a bride that is about to get married in front of the biggest icon of your entire business to change in a closet behind it? It was just so crazy to me. <laughs> so, um, But it's okay. The, the rest of the day was magical, so that's all that matters. Um <laughs> But so after after we changed, we did some pictures over in the Rapunzel Lanterns area with like my bridesmaids and everything. And then me and my dad went and got in the carriage. They got the rest of the guests to the area. Me and my dad did some photos together, pulled up, had the full ceremony, major domo, brought our rings up. That was super awesome. We had Kevin Knox as our reverend, and he was absolutely wonderful. I highly recommend him. Then we did our brunch after that and watched the cool little parade and the shows and just had fun and kind of took pictures with everyone. And then we were so exhausted. We went back to our hotel room, took about an hour nap, and then the photography team came to the room, took videos and pictures of us kind of getting re-ready for the reception and just kind of got like little close-up detail shots of shoes and rings and dresses and you know, my makeup and everything like that and, and the room itself just that way. Cause you know, we, we use swipe their film and they are so awesome. They get like all the little details and so did Ollie and Rick. So they were, went like above and beyond to get all my tiny details and I'm all about little details. So we, we spent like two hours doing that with them. And then we Shot over to the Grand Floridian because we were staying at Port Orleans in the Royal Rooms, which I highly recommend. I think the Grand Floridian is beautiful, but I think it's a little pricey. I mean, I've stayed there before and it's it's pretty, but everything in the room is red. And for my background, I really wanted it to look very princessy. And the Royal Rooms at Port Orleans have, you know, pictures of princesses on the wall and the headboards light up and everything just looks very royal in there. So... That's why we chose that location. We went over to the reception, and then it just kind of took off from there with the partying, and where we did our first dance, and then we listened to the band for a minute and ate, and you know, and I had my father-daughter dance, and the cake cutting, and speeches, and all that, and it was just Lumiere, and it was just so it was awesome. Everything was great, and then after that, we went out down to the little boardwalk area at the Grand Floridian and we had a private dessert party and a fireworks show overlooking the castle and that was awesome I highly recommend a dessert party and then yeah that was about it we did our exit with our glow sticks and bubble wands and then that was it 
it was over. And I was like, just like that. It was, I just blinked my eyes and the whole day went by. <laughs> <laughs> now you talked about the location in front of the castle and the projection cake being very important aspects of the event. Did you have any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or you saved your effort? I am not a very big alcohol drinker and not necessarily everyone that came to my event drinks a lot. I wouldn't say everyone's just kind of like, you know, casual drinkers. We didn't really put a lot of effort into alcohol. We did for our cocktail hour. We had two specialty drinks. We had a glass slipper and a happily ever after. The glass slipper was like blue curacao, which I'm probably butchering that name and maybe some spice and something else. And then the glass slipper was like a pink punchy type alcohol with I think vodka or maybe rum or something like that. And I, I didn't drink either one just because we were off doing other stuff. But my guests seemed to love them. They went on and on about how good they tasted and that that was like their one of their favorite parts was those specialty drinks and how cute they were because they were so colorful. And then at the reception, we served everyone with a blue raspberry champagne. So it was, you know, it was blue like Cinderella. So we all had a toast with the blue raspberry champagne. And then we had an open bar with just beer and wine only for the rest of the evening, just because like I said, me and Josh are not very big drinkers and I just felt like I didn't want, you know, everyone falling over or just, you know, I want them to have a good time, but that's definitely where I didn't focus as much. And then let's see, what else did I maybe, I didn't focus that much on flowers, to be honest. I, I love flowers. I'm a very big flower person, but I have very bad allergies. So I knew if I had a room filled with flowers at the reception, I was going to be sneezing all night. So I had a very large bouquet, which did kind of bother my allergies, but I love my bouquet. So no regrets there. And then we did have some like cascading flower garlands at the ceremony that we transferred over to the reception, which for future brides, that is something I highly recommend. Ask your wedding planner if you can reuse your flowers from your ceremony over to your reception. That saved me a ton of money. So that is a must do. And then we, but we did have some other flowers for the reception as well that were just kind of sitting around the bottom of the centerpieces, but my centerpieces themselves were not flowers and most people's are. So we just had flowers around the bottom of the centerpiece kind of covering the base. So yeah, I guess I probably just, those were two things that I kind of cut back on a little bit. Okay. And I forgot to ask when you were doing your timeline, how did you incorporate changing into your fourth dress? So I actually wore the blue dress that I saw Josh in for the first time that morning twice. So I wore it that morning when I saw him for the first time. Then I changed into my white sparkly Lazaro dress for the ceremony. And then I put the blue light up dress back on for our first dance because I loved how the lights looked when we did the first dance. But that dress weighed 45 pounds and it was the hardest thing ever to dance in because it also had... 14 battery packs underneath and I was so scared batteries were going to go flying across the dance floor and hit my guest when he was spinning me but it didn't happen so (laughs) we're good but that was a really big fear of mine because I put the lights in the dress myself so I was like oh my gosh if this happens I'm going to be so embarrassed 
but it didn't. So then Disney actually had a separate room set up for me at the Grand Floridian in a totally separate ballroom. They had me a mirror and a really pretty rack with my third and fourth dress hanging on it. And after my first dance, after we cut the cake, after the father-daughter dance, and after we danced with the band for about 15 minutes, I went over and changed into my third dress, which was just, it was still a ball gown, but it only had like two layers underneath instead of like 20. And it was very lightweight. And I just danced in that all the way until the reception was over. And then they escorted all of my guests down to the firework party and the dessert party. And I went back in that same room and changed into my last dress, which I actually made my last dress by hand. And it was just a rainbow glitter chiffon and actually took things out of my grandmother's sewing box my grandmother that passed away that I had spoke about earlier that loved Disney so much I took all the things out of her old sewing box that she had left over from previous beauty pageant dresses that she had made for me when I was little like flowers and butterflies and pearls and rhinestones and I just literally glued them all over this dress I mean the dress had no perfection to it but it was everything out of her sewing kit that meant the world to me and then I actually I added some lights to it as well so it lit up too and it was just straight and simple and that was that was how I changed into all the four dresses (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot of work (laughs) it sounds like it but worth it (laughs) worth it for sure so this day sounds absolutely incredible. Can you pull out one favorite memory of the whole day? Oh, I know. That's so hard. People ask me that every single day. I mean, people that I don't even know will come up to me in Walmart, just, just saw our pictures, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what was the best part? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But when I really think back to it, other than actually saying I do and getting married, uh, which obviously is everybody's favorite part of their wedding day because that's really what it's all about but my favorite part that really stands out to me the most like I had said before the castle just has for some reason that castle has such a special place in my heart I don't know what it is it just does and when I see it I cry almost every single time even if I see pictures of it or anything so when that morning before I saw Josh for the first time my wedding planner And the photographer, Rick, kind of walked me, um, for everyone who knows about the castle and Magic Kingdom, there's a stage in the middle and two ramps on each side. So if you're facing the castle, Josh was over on the right ramp, facing away where I couldn't see him and he couldn't see me. And they walked me up the left ramp and then just kind of let me go and told me to walk up to the top of the castle, pause for a few minutes, take a few deep breaths, enjoy the castle, breathe, and come down the ramp whenever I'm ready. So I really took that moment to like breathe because I do have anxiety. So I was like, okay, you're going to get up here and we're just going to look how pretty the castle is and calm down for a minute. And I just looked up at the castle and the clock was up there and all the lights because we got married during the Christmas time when the Christmas lights were on the castle. And it was just so amazing and beautiful and then right about that time when I looked up at the castle, like a gu- like not a big gust of wind, but a little gust of wind just kind of blew. And it just really let me know that my grandmother was there with me. So that was just probably my favorite part because it, it just truly felt magical. And, you know, that's how people want to feel when they go to Disney. And like I had 
such an overwhelming feeling in that moment that I think when I think back to the entire day, that is just the moment that stands out the most to me. That is incredible. Yeah, it really, it really was so incredible. Now, when you were planning, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Yes. So I pretty much had a Cinderella wedding theme, but I love all the princesses. And so I really wanted to incorporate each princess into my wedding, which we did eventually. But that seemed like a very big deal in the beginning because, as you all know, Disney is very big on character integrity and protecting the characters and protecting the movies and keeping them separate. And they're just very, you know, you can't have a Cinderella wedding and have Belle come and see everybody. Or, you you know, you just have to keep them separate. So, but it was very important to me to have very small pieces from each princess. For instance, my wedding colors were pink and blue, just like Sleeping Beauty, make it pink, make it blue with her dress. So that's why our colors were that. Uh, we got married in front of the castle. My dress that I saw him in the first time was blue, showed up in the carriage. You know, we had a lot of Cinderella things. And then we had Lumiere. Lumiere was probably the biggest ordeal that turned out to not be a big deal at all. So Disney told me, yes to Lumiere coming to the reception before I ever signed my contract when I was just kind of getting quotes and prices and, you know, checking the place out. So ultimately he was one of the main things that I wanted there other than, like I said before, you know, the castle and the carriage and the cake. So he was very important to me just because that's mine and my mom's favorite Disney song is Be Our Guest. So I was like, oh, we have to do that because that's, that's like our song. So they told me, Yes, and we signed contracts and everything. And about six months before the wedding, they just randomly sent me an email and said, sorry, Lumiere will not be performing at your wedding. Have a nice day. And I was like, "Mm, no, actually, that's not going to (laughs) work. Like, what do we have to do, uh, you know, to have him perform? Like, do I have to add more Beauty and the Beast elements to my reception? Like, I'll do whatever I have to do to get him there because they said that he couldn't be just because the reception was, too much Cinderella themed. So we did have to take a little bit of stuff away that I had planned. Um, I was going to do like a really big castle cardboard, not really cardboard, but I don't don't really know what it's made out of, but it was like this huge castle that covers up the entire wall. We were going to do that, but that was really like too Cinderella for him to be in the room with that castle. Mm -hmm. But then like the night of the wedding, it just didn't really seem like a very big deal that he was in the room and there was Cinderella stuff in the room and like, management and everyone else that was around while he was around just didn't really seem to care. So I don't, I don't really know why it was such a big deal for six months leading up. And I didn't even know whether he was going to be there or not up until like days before the wedding. And I was just, I was really sweating that because I wanted to have some sort of entertainment at the wedding. And at that point in time, I had no idea that my mom was going to surprise me with the band. So you know, I was sitting over here thinking, okay, well, we're just not going to have any entertainment or we are, or we're not, or we are. So that was, that was something that they kind of made a big deal and then it wasn't. Okay. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Well, like I said before, definitely, if you're going to change dresses and you're going to do it in a park, you need to talk to your wedding planner about where you're going to change because you do not want to end up changing in a closet. 
that really put a damper on the moment. So for sure that. And then, you know, a lot of brides and grooms and a lot of wedding planners even suggest to brides and grooms to not eat at their reception, which I think is crazy because I'm a huge food person. So I was like, I'm going to eat, you know, I love, I love this food that we picked out. So it was very important to me to eat the food and really have a good dinner and like enjoy it with Josh and my family and friends, but, and nothing against my family and friends. I'm sure there are, some of them are going to listen to this, but, um, a lot of them just kept coming up to the sweetheart table, wanting to take photos of us and take photos with us and take pictures of my ring and take pictures of everything on the table. And then not to mention we were getting pulled in directions by the photographers and the videographers, which was great because that's what they were paid to do. But we never even got to eat our food, really. I mean, maybe I think I took a few bites of the salad and the sorbet. And then the only bit of wedding cake that we had was what we fed each other. So I really wish I would have had my DJ make an announcement to say, okay, if everyone could just give the bride and groom 15 minutes to enjoy their meal and enjoy each other um, and refrain from going up to their table and asking for photos. I mean, a lot of people may think that that sounds rude and that your guests traveled that far, but when you are in that moment and you are in that position, you're going to think, oh, I wish I would have done that. She was right because it is so overwhelming and Sometimes you just kind of want to pull your hair out and cry because they're so hungry and you just want to eat something. So that that's definitely something that um, I would have done differently. That's a really good point. And it's interesting because weddings used to have receiving lines. After the ceremony, you would go down the line and you'd shake hands with every single person at the wedding and mm -hmm. you just don't see them anymore. And I wonder if maybe that's something that we should reintroduce because then everybody feels yeah. like they've met you and they will leave you alone at the reception. <laughs> Absolutely. See, I would have loved to have done that. I didn't even really know that that was a thing. So... Wow, you just taught me something new. Um, yeah, I think that is awesome. Like that, yes, I recommend that. Just maybe do that right after your first dance. Like go around and, and see everybody and mingle and talk for a minute and then go eat your food. But, you know, it was kind of like the food was being served right after we walked off the dance floor. Like our soup was sitting there waiting for us. So we didn't have time to even do anything but run and sit down, you know. So I just yeah. kind of wish that would have been planned a little more thoroughly, just the timeline of how we were going to eat because we were just so hungry. Okay, that's a really great point. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Really, the, the number one thing that I was a little upset with myself about was I procrastinated a little bit just with everything. I did a lot of elements on my own and a lot of brides are probably not going to do that. But if you are, I recommend to really finish everything that you have to do that is on your list two months before your wedding or at least a month before your wedding and not the week before or not two weeks before, because you need to enjoy that time packing and making sure you have everything that you're going to be wearing and stuff like that instead of worrying about all the other little things that you should have done six months ago. <laughs> so I just recommend to be very prepared for all the teeny tiny details, which I mean, everything came together perfectly. I was just very stressed out those few weeks before the wedding because I kind of kept putting it off and then it all kind of 
fell into my lap at one time and I was like, oh, why didn't I do this a few weeks ago instead of working? I should have took some time off. So that and just, you know, I love Disney, but they are an expensive place and it is very expensive to have your wedding there. And just, you know, from the very beginning, if they quote you one thing, keep up with those quotes, keep up with those emails, because sometimes the pricing does change. And a lot of the pricing changed throughout the year that I was planning. And I had to remind them, you know, like, hey, back when I signed my agreement and contract, the price for the carriage was 3000 and because the price has went up significantly on that. So just remind them if any prices change, you know, and they're gladly willing to fix that. They were very sweet about it. But just really pay attention to things like that or you're going to end up spending more money than you had originally anticipated. That is also a very good point. And then one thing that I was so focused on my wedding, and, you know, I'm sure anyone that's getting married in Disney is going to want to go into the park afterwards or maybe before. I was so focused on, on our wedding that I forgot to, like, book any fast passes or anything for us. I made a couple dining reservations, but then we got into the parks and we were like, oh, well, what do we do now? You know, because it was just like the wedding was over. And then I was like, oh, wait, we're in Disney. I forgot to do the Disney stuff. <laughs> so. Try, try to remember that, too. <laughs> <laughs> also a great tip. <laughs> well, Abrail, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in a wishes wedding or a wedding at the Magic Kingdom, and I really appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, absolutely, and if anyone has any further questions, I would love to answer whatever, if, you know, if we need to do it again. Whatever it whatever it takes. I'm all about helping people plan their happily ever after. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>